everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I'm here with Morgan G. So, can you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, hello.、Uh, hi, my name is Morgan G, and I'm currently a first year at UCLA, and I'm studying biochemistry.、Um, I graduated from Valencia High School last year, and、uh, I was part of the IB program. I did some clubs such as orchestra, Red Cross, and academic decathlon. Great. So. Earlier, you told me you wanted to focus more on your high school experience and sort of how your mindset has changed throughout. So I was wondering if we could start with talking about high school.、Um, so you said you did the IB program. Can you maybe tell us a bit about your experience with that? Yeah, sure. So、um, I did pre-IB like everyone else did, and then、uh, after my sophomore year, I decided, okay, I really like, I really enjoy the IB program. Um, this is something I want to do. So then I did that. So for my HL courses, I took、uh, IBHL Math,、uh, IBHL Chemistry, and then、uh, IBHL Language Arts. And then for my SL classes, I did SL Econ,、uh, SL Chinese, and then SL Physics.、Um, so sorry, go、um, ahead. To clarify, in case、um, the listeners don't know about that or aren't familiar with the IB program. HL is higher level, and SL is standard level, where SL is around the same difficulty as an AP class. Yeah, so、um, I really enjoyed IB, or I re- I really wanted to do IB because、um, we were allowed to choose basically which HL and SL classes we wanted to take. So we had a lot of freedom with、um, the subjects we wanted to really go in depth on. After my sophomore year, after taking、uh, chemistry honors. I knew I wanted to keep pursuing chemistry, and、um, I think by my junior year, that was when I actually decided I wanted to do biochemistry. So I figured,、um, what better class to take than Mr. Shenton's HL chemistry class? And so that was kind of the path I took. And then、um, the majority of my other classes revolved around STEM. So I assume that,、uh, well, you said you're majoring in biochemistry. So、um, how did you sort of go about figuring out that? That was what you wanted to pursue, or was it just something that was like something that you knew you wanted to do? Yeah, so、um, I guess going back to my topic about my mentality and mindset,、um, throughout high school, I really focused on how I learned and how I could be a better student and how I could, I guess, do things that would be better for myself academically. And so, after taking、uh, AP Human Geography my freshman year, I realized that. I wasn't really the best at necessarily knowing like what was going on or like just like the bigger picture, I guess. But I really enjoyed learning about why and how things worked. So after taking chemistry with Mr. Shenton, I realized, wow, chemistry really is all about how the world works and why everything is the way it is and how、um, everything around us is built up. So I guess from there, I, I knew I really wanted to keep doing chemistry, and then.、Um, I realized that pure chemistry, what like for those of you who don't know, pure chemistry is pretty different than biochemistry. I think pure chemistry has a lot of tie-in with physics, which I'm not very good at. So personally, I really enjoyed the bio aspect, where you would apply chemistry to biology. And so after doing two years of chemistry, or sorry, three years of chemistry with Mr. Shenton, I took AP Bio my senior year too. That really solidified.、Um, Me wanting to pursue a major in biochemistry. Okay, cool.、Um, so, 
you mentioned um that your mindset kind of evolved right as you um went throughout high school and then beyond to college. Could you maybe elaborate on like what sort of changed and what may have caused those changes? Sure, yeah. So I think for a lot of elementary school and middle school, um, we focus a lot on memorization and just um, can you memorize these dates or these, uh, you know, have formulas or whatever. And so that was kind of how I approached school for most of my life. And then, like I said, after my freshman year hug class, I really focused on how things worked and why things worked because I found that personally, if I could understand that, um, I would understand the concepts to a much higher degree and I could memorize them for longer times. So um, there's that where I just focused. I, I didn't focus so much on memorization when I found that if I could really understand the intuition behind it and the um, thought process to get to a certain conclusion, um, I tended to do a lot better. And then I guess um, a further evolution I had was like pure mindset. So um, a topic I think about a lot is growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Um, fixed mindset is where you believe that you are stagnant and you can't really improve. But growth mindset is the idea that um, you always have opportunity and room to grow. So I really focused on applying growth mindset ever since my sophomore year. And I tried to be a little more positive about how I approach my academics. And if I didn't do um, as well as I would hope on an exam, I would think about what I did wrong. And then think about how I could improve rather than thinking that, you know, IB wasn't right for me. Maybe I'm just not good enough or I'm not working hard enough. Um, and I think being more positive about how I approach my academics and really reflecting on what I was doing and what I was doing right and wrong uh, really helped me succeed in high school and in college to this day. Okay, um, cool. Um, okay, so you also said that you wanted to talk about um, the clubs and activities you did. Okay, so I know you mentioned orchestra and um, academic decathlon. So um, maybe just elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, so um, I actually try to do as much as I could because the whole, you know, do as many things as you can for college applications. So uh, beyond uh, orchestra and academic decathlon, I also did Red Cross and I was part of NHS. Um, and those were the four big things I did in high school outside of my, you know, IB program. Um, I guess I'll start with orchestra, which I've been doing since fifth grade. Uh, I played the viola. And then I was part of the Sinfonia Orchestra at our high school uh, for four years. And so orchestra really, it was a lot, it was a pretty big time commitment for those of for the people who know about Sinfonia. Andrea, I'm sure you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Sinfonia has around 12 concerts a year, while the other orchestras have four or less. And so each concert takes us about two, three hours, not to mention extra rehearsal time that we have to go through to get ready for those concerts. So orchestra really helped me a lot with um, time management and really taught me a lot about, I guess, taking advantage of any free time I get. Um, I think something you would find a lot is um, the days we would have rehearsal, you would find just a group of Sinfonia students in the back of the orchestra room doing homework before our rehearsal started because our rehearsals were typically from four to six. So not not really optimal practice time to get home on like a, at a nice time, but it really taught me a lot about how to uh, time manage. And then for academic decathlon, um, 
it's a 10 event competition where basically it's brute memorization. So it kind of goes against what I said about my mindset. But I think to me, OCAD was more about learning as much as I could and really exposing myself to a wide variety of topics. And so I wasn't necessarily the best at it just because I didn't have the most time or work ethic to really study for the topics as well as I should have. But it really gave me an opportunity to explore a lot um, outside of what normal high school curricula teaches you. And because of that, one of the courses I'm taking in college revolves around a topic in OCAD, which was America in the 60s. So to me, the class is a lot. Um, it's not as foreign to me because of my exposure in academic decathlon. I've noticed there's a lot of tie over with a lot of previous topics in the classes that I take now. Um, for Red Cross, I started in my sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year of high school. Um, I was on board for most of it, um, or for all of it, really. And then we didn't do all too much until my senior year when I took over as the president or co-president. Um, and then we got a lot more active. So the two biggest events we held were the blood drives. And it was a lot of work. And they were basically the biggest projects I took on in high school outside of academics. And again, this, I guess there's a, you can see a recurring theme here, but it really taught me a lot about how to time manage, of course, and then be a better leader and how to um, break large obstacles down piece by piece. And then uh, for the last thing I did in high school was NHS. So I was the president of NHS my senior year. Um, and so what I did was I basically just helped the uh, NHS advisor at the time, Mr. Rao, with a lot of his planning and organization. And then I would help with the Saturday school sessions. Okay, so going back to something you said earlier about how you tried to do like sort of as much as you could, is that mm -hmm. something you would recommend or like focus on like one or two things? Uh, I think, so I, I have thought about this and I think there's basically two, I mean, I assume you're talking about for college applications, right? Or just in general? Um, either, like, I suppose, because there's a thing where like the end goal of high school is to get into a good college. And obviously that's important, mm -hmm. but it's also like um, people do things just for college applications, you know? And they don't really right, yeah. Well, yeah. what they necessarily enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was thinking this was a topic we could discuss because I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> sure. just yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, I can I, I can talk briefly about um, I guess both. So sure. The nice thing, yeah, the nice thing about doing a lot of different activities is you get a wide exposure to a lot of different people, a lot of different. Um, I guess, events and categories and subjects and topics. So you really get a wide berth of um, experience. But uh, I think in terms of college, it's really, uh, it, it depends on what you're looking for. You know, so um, I think for a lot of UCs, a lot of Cal States, a lot of public schools, really, um, you want to be a well-rounded individual. So you want to do as many things as you can, have a high, you know, get good grades, um, pretty typical stuff. But I think if you're really aiming for Ivy Leagues or higher tier privates like T10s, um, you want to be the best at something. You know, I, I hear um, stories of people going to Stanford and they started a company where they have, I don't know, like a thousand people in their organization or something like that. And those are the kind of people that like those 
people who are willing to put in the time and effort to devote them and devote themselves and to be really good at one thing is how people can get into Ivy Leagues. But I do want to, you know, mention that in reality, um, something that's actually, I think people don't realize this until pretty late, but it, it kind of doesn't matter where you go to college for the most part. Obviously, um, you know, Harvard and other Ivy Leagues will get a lot more recognition than smaller schools. Um, like Cal State Fullerton, which is still a great school, but, um, you know, like you'll get more recognition, but in terms of your academics and your experience, there really is what you make of it. Um, if you part, if you don't study, you won't do well at Harvard. Um, if you party all, or like, um, if you just study the entire time at Harvard, you won't necessarily have a lot of, um, experiences and great, uh, connections, but, you know, you can do that really at any school. And of course I, I, there are exceptions where, some business schools will help you get into big firms like UPenn Wharton. Um, but besides that, you know, like, I think really, I think high school should really be more about, I mean, of course, the end goal is to get into a good college, but it should be more about preparing for college. Because I found that those who focused on that are the ones who are succeeding now. Yeah, for sure. And this is actually something that um, I discussed in the last episode where, um, you know, you have this plan where you have this life plan laid out for you by society, I suppose. Where, <laughs> yeah. Where you're supposed to do well in high school and get into a good college and, and then go into a good job, right? Um, you, you sort of, they expect you to like go to a four-year university right after high school. And then sometimes these expectations aren't realistic, you know, because they don't take into account stuff like privilege and mm-hmm. um, different different paths might suit different people. So this is something we all have to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess going off of that, um, I know you had Sam on for your previous podcast or for or, a few of yeah, months ago, yeah, right? Ago. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I didn't really, I didn't listen to it, so I'm not really sure if he talked about it. But um, you know, he goes to FJC which is surprising for him because he's a very smart guy. He worked very hard in high school. Um, he got into a lot of really good colleges, but because um, just the financial packages weren't good, you know, like he didn't want to pay 70K, you know, in one year and go into three or six figure debt. So he decided to go to FJC and that's, you know, there's not like people will perceive that as a bad thing, but the truth is like, I'm sure he's going to be so much more successful than many people. And it that, that's like my, my, my point in that, like, you know, it's all about what you decide to do and how you approach it versus, I guess, like the college you're going to. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I meant to ask you at the beginning, but just how has your college experience been in general so far? Oh, yeah. Um, so having gone through the IB program, uh, truthfully, the first quarter has been pretty relaxing. Um, you know, where I, I, for those of the people who did the IB program, um, four page essays are pretty common to do in one period for language arts where we're first, we're like, we're given two prompts and we just have to write as much as we can. And I know people will write anywhere from three to five pages, um, in one period. So given, you know, I'm being given like a whole week to finish a four page essay and it's things like that, that are pretty relaxing. So, I, and then, um, as for chemistry, Having done three years of chemistry with Mr. Shenton, um, 
you know, it's it's not it's not difficult to say the least, having put in so much work beforehand. Um, so yeah, college has been really nice so far. I mean, it's not as fun as it could have been being on campus, but in terms of the academic rigor, it's definitely. I'd say it's not as hard as IB yet. I think IB was still harder than everything we've done in college so far. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any just like general advice or tips for transitioning? Oh yeah. Um, well, I think it's a little different because I, I'm assuming colleges will mostly be in person, assuming a lot of people take the vaccine um next year so you know i i didn't really have to transition um the way a lot of my friends and i described going into college classes was like it almost felt kind of like a club where you're getting to a call with a bunch of random people and then you're kind of talking about something you like talking about or you're learning something you like learning about so um and again this is coming from the perspective of someone who's worked really hard in high school to get this advantage um so I guess the transition was more just like, or actually, no, I do. Um, the biggest transition is uh, you actually have very little homework. I think if I tried, I could probably spend around two hours a week doing homework. Um, but this is because now you have to do a lot more studying on your own. So in the past, I would never read a textbook because, you know, our teachers would teach us everything. But now our professors in college expect us to really go through the textbook on our own read it, find practice problems to do and ask questions. So a lot of it's a lot of independent work and it took a, a little bit to realize that. But as soon as you you know get on top of your studying and you really uh, take matters into your own hands, um, I, I think it becomes a lot more manageable and it's not as difficult as it may seem. Okay. Um, okay, so do you have any final thoughts you wanna share? Um, anything we may or may not have discussed that you want to um, talk about more? Um, yeah, so I guess going back to my whole, I guess, discussion about colleges and um, I guess the perception people have, mm-hmm. you know, people see, I, I know this is um, more common with Asian households, but I know this is still common with a lot of different cultures and generations, of course. You want to get into the highest ranked college, you want to get into um, the best college you can get into. And while I do think it's important to reach for your goals and you should you should aim as high as you can. I applied for many reach schools, um, all of which I got rejected from. But um, so I might be a little biased saying this. But yeah, I, I don't think um, where you and like for one where you get accepted to college doesn't define the academic rigor you have um your propensity to achieve and to succeed um it doesn't it's not a reflection of who you are as a person and i know a lot of people um struggled with that and a lot, a lot of people were very unhappy with their college admission results i know a lot of people who are currently seniors are feeling the same way um and the truth is um maybe because we're not on campus but as for everyone I've talked to, whether it's at, you know, other UCLA students, uh, students at UC Berkeley, um, or even or the lower tier at UCs like um, UCI, UCR, it doesn't really matter to us. Like we don't define ourselves by um, the colleges we attend. 
you know, we, we focus so much on college application and we think, you know, starting freshman year of high school, you have to get straight A's or you won't get into a good college and you won't do well in life. And that's just not the truth. You know, it takes a lot of people to realize that. Um, it just takes a lot of time. And I think the sooner people can realize that, I think um, the easier school becomes, truthfully. And I think the easier life um, becomes and you become less stressed. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot of just the amount of um, stock we put into what college we go to, especially in high school, um, because of, like, um, like we were discussing before, like, <laughs> society <laughs> just, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, they just have that one track that's supposed to be perfect, you know, but it's not like that for everyone. It's not like that for a lot of people. And is okay if you don't get into your dream school it's yeah (laughs) yeah definitely i i totally agree yeah um in case people want um in case people would find this funny i got rejected from over half of the schools i applied to so and, and you know like it sucks sure it's like dang i really got into like none of those privates but at the same time you know, I'm happy at UCLA. Like, I'm glad I'm here. And I think, and this goes back to mindset, you should really uh, make the most out of what you can. Okay, cool. (laughs) So thank you so much, Morgan, for recording this episode with me. And thank you to those of you listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me.